if you would, if you would, turn your Bibles to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version, I believe. I just want to read this one verse. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord. Lord, bring a word for your people right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for making me comfortable with this word. This word today, Lord, isn't a word that's going to make us scream and shout, but it's going to teach us and set the foundation for where we're going in this particular series. We love you, God, and we thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for your unmerited favor. We thank you for your overflowing blessing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Take a seat. I want to talk to you. First of all, in this year of 2023, we're claiming 2023 to be the year of overflow. Amen. This is going to be our year of overflow. Amen. When God begins to bring together everything you've been working on. So in 2023, we're believing that God is going to bless us tremendously. Bless us with businesses. Bless us with houses. Bless us with with whatever it is that we need, because the word prosperity in the Greek means lacking nothing. Amen. And also, we're going to be in a series right now of this month. I don't know. I believe it's going to be about four sermons. We're going to be in a series called Life More Abundantly. Life More Abundantly. This is the series we're in right now, Life More Abundantly. How many people want life more abundantly? Amen. Jesus said, I came to give you life, and they give it to you more abundantly. Amen. He didn't say he came to give it to you to be broke. He didn't say he came to give it to you to walk in, in lack. He didn't say he came in here to let you walk in poverty. I don't know why so many Christians think it's a, a, a scout's honor badge <laughs> to, 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 to be broke, busted, and disgusted because Jesus never meant for you to have that. He wanted you to be blessed so you could bless other people. And today, what we're going to speak about is wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is something you need to strive for all the time. In the beginning of wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. And sometimes some things you do may not seem like wisdom in the natural, but as long as you operate in the spirit of God, it would soon show you and everyone else how much wisdom you are walking in. Today we're going to speak from the subject, Wisdom, the Wealth Curator. Wisdom, the Wealth Curator. When I was um, a young Boy Scout, my scout master used to make apple pie at the fire, on the fire. Now, you know you can cook, you can cook an apple pie on the fire. He would gather the main ingredients together, the salt, the sugar, the water, apples, and cinnamon, and flour. He followed the recipe. And as a result, the pies came out perfectly. If he had not followed the recipe and tried to substitute oranges for apples, come on, somebody orange juice or grape juice for the water, the pies would have been a disaster. He knew the only way to produce delicious edible treats was to use the right ingredients and follow the instructions. God's way is similar to baking an apple pie. We must first have the recipe in front of us, the Word of God. In order to know what is needed and how to put it all together uh, and get the results we desire, and just as an apple pie, uh, the main ingredient is, is, is apples, wisdom is the key ingredient to receiving godly financial advice and deliverance. Wisdom. 
In fact, wisdom unlocks the door to anything we need in life. If it is the answer to every problem, question, situation, and circumstances we encounter, by obtaining wisdom, we can overcome any obstacle in our path and receive God's abundance. Wisdom is one of the most important characteristics of the Holy Spirit mentioned in Isaiah 11 too. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. In other words, wisdom is the part of the burning-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. The same power that operated through Jesus and is in us today, it gives us direction and provides guidance. And by operating in this empowerment, we can experience deliverance from financial bondage. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. I don't want you to be broke this year. I don't want you to be broke any year. We no longer have to work our own deliverance from debt and our own strength or with our limited knowledge of the world. Instead, by grace through faith. God can and will help us unravel our financial challenges. However, it will take effort on our part, which consists of placing our complete trust in him while carrying out his instructions. See, we must operate by faith and not by what we see. Before we can attain wisdom, we must have a good understanding of what wisdom really is. Contrary to what we may think, wisdom is not just knowledge. It's a whole bunch of folk with book sense that ain't got no common sense. I want some. It's a whole bunch of people with PhDs that don't make no sense at all. Amen. Knowledge is it. Wisdom is a revelation from. from uh, uh, is a, it, wisdom is revelation knowledge that comes from God, but wisdom is, is what gives you the power or the understanding to use your knowledge. A lot of people have the knowledge but don't have the wisdom to use the knowledge the way it needs to be used. Right? His wisdom, God's wisdom, illuminates uh, the knowledge we have and gives us divine direction. For example, look here, uh, the Pythagorean theorem, right? We can study that till we're blue in the face. But if we don't understand and know how to use our everyday lives, it doesn't make us a difference, right? Y'all don't even remember that, do you? We had to do that stuff. I don't remember that stuff either, but it just sounds like something I ain't remembering. It sounded like I don't even remember what it was. I got an A in the class, but I don't need no more. I dumped all that stuff out of my brain. But, but the thing about it is, knowledge that is revealed by the Almighty comes with instructions that exceeds anything we can find in the world. Stop trying to get the world way of wealth and begin to understand God's principles. The way to wealth is definitely in the Bible. God speaks about wealth in the Bible and prosperity more than anything else in there. Jesus understood and operated according to this principle. For instance, Mark 6, 35 through 43. Can y'all do me a favor? Y'all got to turn that heat off, man. Put that thing on 73 cool, man. I've been talking about the same thing for 11 years. Can y'all do that for my anniversary? Can y'all just do what I asked y'all to do with this heat? Y'all going to kill me or just turn it off. It reveals what happened when he fed 5,000 people in Mark 6, 35 through 43. It says, and when the day was now far spent, his disciples came unto him and said, this is a desert place, and now the time is far past. Send them away that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He answered and said unto them, give ye them to eat. 
And they say unto him, shall we go and buy 200 penny worth of bread and give them to eat? He said unto them, how many loaves have ye? Go and see. And when they knew, they say, five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fishes, he took up to heaven and blessed. He looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. And they did all eat. And they were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments and of the fishes. Mm. It's, worth not, it's worth noting that the disciples had enough common sense to understand there wasn't enough food to feed the people, right? Right? Two fish, five loaves. Y'all gonna go crazy. Ain't but about 300 of y'all in. 5,000 folk with two fish and five loaves of bread, and Jesus told them, hey, man, let them sit down. I'm sure the disciples are like, what in the world is Jesus doing? He telling them to sit down. He only got two fish and five loaves, but Jesus didn't panic because he understood the anointing of God. He understood that I'm going to sit here, and God is going to provide to make sure he shows my disciples exactly how the overflow works. See, some of you all don't understand it, but you keep paying your tithe, and you wonder, how in the world can I pay my bills on 90% better than I did at 100% of my money? Because God will give you a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaking again and running over when you operate in his kingdom principles. Over-believing God one day, the next day she don't, but she rich, why? She always giving. When you operate in the principles of God, God will make sure you bless no matter if you're a God-fearing person or a heathen. The sad thing about it is that the people of the world begin to operate in the gifts and to operate in the principles of God more than we do. We come in here being stingy, ain't got but $10, don't want to give God the $1 and wonder why we can't get to $100. Because if God can't trust you to give him one out of the 10, he know he can't trust you to give 10 out of the 100. If he can't trust you to give a 10 out the 100, he can't trust you to give a 100 out the 1,000. And so on and so on. Because the more you got, you know what money does? Money magnifies who you are. If you nice, you're going to be nicer. If you mean, you're going to be meaner. Money magnifies who you are, and God does not want to put you in a situation when he loves you to give you more money when you're not operating in the characteristics he wants you to operate in. See, that's the, that's the setback for being a child of God. See, he's going to go out there and still get blessed because the devil want to keep them blessed because the devil is the little G God of this world. But at the end of the day, when I operate in the principle of God and God loves me, he's going to give me a good measure of blessing. Press down, shaking together, and running over. He's going to open up the window of heaven and part of blessing, I won't have room to receive. So that's why I can live off 90% better than 100%. The problem is we think that God only owns 10% and some of us don't even think he owned that. But God owns everything you have. You are a steward. You are not the owner. You are a steward. If you work at First Advantage, if you work at Bank of America and you begin to take money out the bank because you're a bank teller and it ain't your money, you're going to jail. It's not your money. You are, you are a steward 
of the money of Bank of America. You are a steward of the money of First Advantage. You are a steward of the money of SunTrust or wherever you work, whatever bank you work. You understand what I'm saying? It's not yours. And when you begin to understand that the blessings God gives you is not yours, you will more readily give it away. God will say, you need to give this, this count to this. What? Now, you might have an attitude every now and then, but when God tells you to do it, you just need to make it happen. Now, look, look, but, but, but think, though, it's crowded. It, 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 the, the common sense, uh, uh, Brother Derek, don't make sense. You, you got two fish and five loaves, and you telling me to tell them to sit down. Now, now, if I ain't got but two fish and five loaves of bread, and I told y'all, that we was going to eat at the church, and some of y'all started leaving early, especially at the offering. I let you just leave. Man, Rev, I'm glad they left. Hey, Brother Easley, man, if we can get about 30 more folk to leave, because <laughs> we ain't got no more food out here. But look, look at 1 Corinthians 1.25. It says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. See, blessing the food probably didn't make sense to them. Therefore, Jesus didn't try to explain it to them. See, do you realize Jesus didn't even try to explain it to them? You know what I learned in this verse right here? When people don't understand where I'm coming from, I ain't trying to explain it to you all the time. As long as it's got to do with me and not you, begin to walk in what God instructs you to do and stop trying to get everybody's opinion. Jesus said, sit them down. He didn't try to explain anything to them. He blessed the food and he went and told them what to do. He didn't try to say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. That's what I hate when I tell folk to do. They work for me and I say, do this and they got to all these damn questions. Do what I say. God is irritated every time. Now, he, 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 I know you got to question God sometime because you, that's how you be a relationship. But, but you can't, you, every time God tell you to do something, you always got to, hey, let me tell you something about God. God will tell you to do something and won't give you the answer to why you did it two years later sometime. Because God don't care what you think. He wants you to walk by faith and not by sight. And that's the problem with us. And that's why we're not walking in prosperity. Because we want the answer to everything God gets us. You know why it's hard to work for me? Because every now and then I do what God tells me to do and you ain't going to understand it. And I don't understand it either. And I don't care that you don't understand because if he ain't let me understand, so what if you don't? That's how you have to get when you walk in the kingdom. You keep spending your time trying to feed kingdomless-minded people. And sometimes they might be kingdom-minded, but they might not be on your level. Do what God tells you to do and stop arguing with people when it's about your life. Well, I'm doing it because it is. And I'm, I ain't got time to be explaining you. Got too many daggone jobs to do, too many responsibilities, too many hats to wear to explain to you every time God tells me to do something. You got to start understanding that the only person you need to please is God himself. So what? Your mama mad at you every now and then. Ah, so what? Your daddy mad at you every now and then. So what? 
So what? You got to do what God tells you to do. And one thing about godly wisdom, when it started manifesting itself, everybody will know it was godly wisdom, whether they understand it or not. The problem is you keep trying to prove to them by telling them exactly what it is you're trying to do. But if you really walk in by faith, you don't know either. Ooh, somebody needed that. Look at you got to step out by faith when you, wisdom will make you step out by faith and see the thing about it is we think wisdom means it makes sense to us God already told you that his thoughts are not your thoughts his ways are not your ways and lean not on your own understanding huh lean not on your own understanding because your, your understanding is not God's wisdom no matter how smart you are, you dumber than God. You may be the smartest one in the room, can exegete better than the pastor and everything, but at the end of the day, you still dumber than God. And the problem is you think you're smarter than God and keep trying to do it your way and wondering why you're still walking with the same amount of money you had two and three and four and five years ago. Because you keep trying to use your mind and not God's wisdom. Now, this sermon then took its own little turn. <laughs> Can't keep up with it. The wisdom just going. He's doing whatever he want to do with it. Wisdom is not some unobtainable force floating around. See, 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 see it, 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 it is an anointing, a part of the Holy Spirit that lives inside every born-again believer. The problem is you don't listen. And I know the Holy Spirit get offended by us. Have you ever got on 64 knowing you should have stayed on Jefferson because something told you to? <laughs> Ain't no something told you to. The Holy Spirit told you to. And when you begin to understand that God will tell you little things, one day I was about to turn the, 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 the washing machine on and the spirit said, don't do it. And I stopped it and I went in there and my AirPods were in my jogging pants. Would have just messed them up. I know it seems small, but them things cost $250. I, wanna, I know I got a good measure pressed down, but I don't want to spend five unnecessary dollars. You know, rich folks stingy. I'll tell you that right now. I do what God tells me to do. If you tell me to give you some money, cool, but if you have to out on your own, you better pray in the spirit. <laughs> Pastor, I need five dollars. Um, uh, yeah, uh, man. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> see, see, we have everything that is a part of him, every characteristic, anointing, and facet of his personality. He is initial, the initial deposit who guarantees our inheritance of salvation or soteria, protection, safety, soundness, provision, and prosperity. It's important to understand that once we possess this initial deposit of the Holy Spirit, we should not let his anointing remain dormant in our lives. On the contrary, we must learn how to tap into it and then to do our best to increase that anointing. Do we do this uh, uh, through careful, diligent study of the Word of God, which is God's wisdom? In fact, we can substitute the phrase Word of God for wisdom anywhere in the Bible. 
So if it says the word of God, we can say the wisdom of God. Because if you read the word, you're getting to know who God is. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. And the word, in the beginning, the word, was, uh, the word was, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us. So when you read the word of God, you're studying and you're getting to know who Jesus is because he is the word. And the more you read the word, the closer you come to God and the more wisdom he deposits in you. Right? Stop reading all them, them, them PX, whatever number they own, 13, 14, 15, or 25. I don't know which one it is, but I know. You, you read all those instruction manuals. You go on a YouTube to learn all these different moves and, and how to do a video game. I'm saying it because some grown folks still play them games. So at the end of the day, what I'm saying is if you read the word of God, you will unlock the code of wisdom, and God will begin to deposit an answer in you that you didn't even know existed. There is a purpose for you that only you can fulfill feel and it has at the end of it a tremendous blessing but until you read the word and unlock the wisdom he won't deposit it into you God will bring to my remembrance anything he said how you can remember something you ain't read some of y'all talking about I can't remember what I you ain't studied how you gonna remember something for your chemistry test you ain't opened the book man I can't remember you can't remember nothing you ain't never seen. So look, 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 look. To get wisdom, we must get an understanding of the word. Without understanding, we won't recognize when the word of God speaks specifically to our circumstances. As a result, we will be unable to apply the word to our daily life. This is why, see, this is why I don't try to sit up there and say all these big words. Now, when I go preach for preachers, I make sure they know all, that I know all these different words. And I went to school because they want to know, oh, he ain't say none of that. He ain't go to school. I'm probably more educated than them. But at the end of the day, I say it, but you don't need to say all them big words just to try to look like you smart. I need to preach simple because I want you to understand it and I want God to give you a deposit of wealth. I don't want you to walk out of here not knowing because I'm sitting up here using all these theological terms. Talking about Bonhoeffer and Tillig and, and, and Carl Barth and James Conley. I don't care about them folk. You don't even know who they are. But at the end of the day, what you want is a is, is, is to mature your spirit so you can walk in the understanding of the word so that God can use you and make you a blessing. Do you know God don't just want to bless, he doesn't just want to bless you, he wants to make you a blessing. And so you can be blessed and not have an overflow. But if you are blessing, you have to have an overflow because the Cook brothers can't give us $1,000 if they ain't got but 1500 you saw the advertising I gave y'all. You saw that? <laughs> See, Proverbs 4, 5, and 7 commands us to get wisdom and understanding because wisdom is the principal thing or most important thing. Without it, we cannot obtain the blessings of God. Wisdom, the Word of God, shows us exactly what we need to do to receive those blessings. But it does, does more than that. It promotes it critiques, it, it gives us life. Wisdom leads us down the path God has predestined us to take. It's a path without regrets. Not that we won't have any challenges along the way, but by aligning ourselves with the word of God, 
we prepare the way for wisdom to operate through and for us. The Bible assures us that when this happens, no one will be able to resist the words that come out of our mouth. That's what Luke 21:15 says. When we speak and live by the word of God, we speak and live by wisdom. You want to be smart? Read your word. Can I tell y'all something? I read slow as I don't know what. Only thing I can read fast is the word of God. If you give me a book and you be like, did you read it yet? Yeah, man, I got to page 10. <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100. It take me a long time. I be wanting to read and dissect everything, you know, but, but I read slow. But the word, for some reason, it just ignites in me and I can read that a little more fast and I read other things. Because why? And I believe it because the wisdom of God just begins to ignite and it anointing moves. Can I tell you something? I don't care how slow you are, I bet you read the word of God. If you really want to understand it, he'll show it to you. He'll show it to you. He'll reveal it to you. Solomon had firsthand knowledge of this principle. First Kings uh, uh, 3, 3 and 9 through 9 says uh, that when he was crowned king after the death of his father, David did not pray. Uh, he, he did just like David. He didn't pray for wealth or favor, but for an understanding heart. He knew there was no way to successfully govern God's people without wisdom. As a result, result his simple request pleased God so much that he gave Solomon more than what he asked for. Not only was Solomon blessed with wisdom, but also with wealth beyond measure. Look at 1 Kings 3, 12 through 13. It says, Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before. Mm. There was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. Solomon's wealth and wisdom did not come without sacrifice. He sold for it. In fact, he, he, he gave 1,000 burnt offerings and received 100 times more than what he asked for. When God gives you something, bless him back. Even when God doesn't give you blessing to you, he's going to give it back to you, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. He said, I'm not going to take God's blessing without blessing him back. I'm not going to take God's favor for free. God, I know you gave it to me for free, but I'm going to give it back to you. And God said, you will never beat me giving. I'm going to give it back to you, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Solomon had so much money when the queen of Sheba came to his, to his, to his, to his compound of where he lived. She fainted, boy. Woo, come on men of God, where you at? God got someone where the woman you won't just faint. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I want that blessing. Come on, somebody. He was so rich and his wisdom was so profound. The queen of Sheba came there and fainted. That's in the word. It ain't me. I ain't making it up. This must-see Bible TV. Man. Be not deceived. Look at here. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man or woman soweth, so he or she will also reap. That's Galatians 6, 7. Whatever you give, God's going to give it back. 
But you know what God's going to do? He's going to give it back to you multiplied. You, you know what? So he'll give it to you in a big harvest. The wisdom of life will, will, will tell you, you know what? God sometimes will touch you. Ooh, somebody in here, somebody. And, and if you don't want old money, I don't know. Don't you listen too hard. But, but, but God may touch your heart and tell you to call somebody, owe you money, and say, don't even worry about paying me back. Now, don't do it unless God touch your heart. Now, do it on your own, you might not, you know. But, but, but I promise you, God will give you a bigger harvest back. Can I tell you something about, about but, 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 but wisdom, you, 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 you have to already be in God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I got to tell you this story. I have told it before. If you heard it before and remember it, act like I ain't told it before. And just like, wow, it's a revelation. <laughs> so I, I was tripping because like this time when, when God had told me again not to work, not to work for a whole year um, because he wanted me to go to seminary full-time because some classes in seminary at ITC weren't offered in nighttime. So he told me to take a year off and, 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 uh, and, and, and work. And I had only been teaching for three years, so I ain't had that much as I saved up. But, but, but God provided. And I had got down, Reverend Jay, to my last $400. Maybe it was $410. I don't know, but one, one too much more than $400 in the bank. And God, I had went to Walmart, and I, and I, I know y'all, Pastor Eight, I love y'all for going to Walmart, but I hate Walmart because it'd be too crowded. It don't be number a few registers open. I'm like, why they see all these people in here? I can't do Walmart. I can't. But I send you for me. <laughs> I send somebody else. I won't go. In leadership, you supposed to all be willing to do what other people. What what you? But I, I don't like Walmart. I go on my niece and nephews here. The only time you see me in Walmart, if you see me in Walmart, my niece and nephews there. But 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 the funny thing about it, I went to Walmart this day, and I believe I went just because God wanted me to see this church. This church that I was about to preach at the next day was out there trying to build a church by, by selling fish sandwiches. Now hold on, hold on, brother Cook brothers, <laughs> sister Cook brothers. They got to buy the bread and the fish and the seasoned salt. And the obey, and the batter, and the flour, huh? And the grease, the oil, yeah, huh? Hopefully, you know, soak to wash their hands. They, they, you know, they 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 selling fish sandwiches, trying to buy a church. If y'all ever come to me and say, "Can we have a fish fry for this commercial kitchen?" Help me with the lawyer, all right, because I'm going to need it. If somebody come to me and <laughs> say, ooh, pastor, we can do a fish fry to get the commercial kitchen. So anyway, it was out there. And so God, so I'm, I'm in church, and God said, write a check for $400. Now, I ain't got no $410, brother Moore. 410 is all I got. Write a check for $400. I wrote a check for $400, and I put it in the basket. And you know how ushers really be mean sometimes. I love y'all ushers. But, you know, sometimes us is in other places be mean, right? And, and so, you know, don't, don't try to get your change out. Even if you get $20, don't you try to get a 10 out. You let me get the change. I make sure. That's how us is be. But that's good. It's good to have gangster ushers. But I put the $400 in there, the $400 check, Brother Woody, in the basket. And then it came back around, and I took it out. And the funny thing is, the usher didn't get mad since the preacher, he looked at me and just said, I understand. 
He did, he did. I'm telling you, he, I'm telling you, this is a true story. He's like, like, dude, I, you must, I, like, I, maybe you thought you were 40. I was wondering. You know, he didn't say all that, but he did say, I understand. He just, yeah, take it all out. Because $40 is a lot of money. Yeah, this ain't even your church. <laughs> and so, and so I gave the $400, but I took it back. And I got up to preach. That's one thing to do wrong in life, but to do wrong right before you get in the pulpit is not a good feeling. That's why I stay from, away from all y'all I don't like. No, I'm swearing. No, but seriously. So I get up there, and I'm like, I'm talking about, I'm shaking. I'm shaking, and I got two good legs this time. I ain't got one bad leg. I'm like, oh, I can't even get an example because I don't want to fall down and break down. Anyway, my leg was shaking. And I said, man, God told me to give you this $400 check. And he said, don't let me love your church more than you love it. You need to give to your church. But you know, people just started coming out of nowhere, giving money like they just wanted somebody to ask them. Someday they had a Bank of America bag when it was, I mean, it wasn't Bank, it was Nation's Bank before it became Bank of America. Nation's Bank bag came down. I mean, it's just pulling out money. Like, man, these jokers came here ready to give. And they like, forget the fish. But the funny, this is what I'm trying to tell you. But when I gave it that same week, I had already got my little retirement check. The city sent me a, another retirement check. The statute of limitations over now. That was like, nine, all right, I'm good. Okay, they can't come get that money back. Best Buy gave me a second rebate check for my computer. The ING or some place I had an annuity in, they sent me another check. Everything that I had already received, God gave me double. And he gave me double because I did exactly what he told me to do. And when you do what he tells you to do, he'll give you a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. I did what he said. Come on, somebody. And when I did what he said, he gave me an overflow. And first of all, I was doing what he wanted me to do. He the one told me to take the year off to go to school full time. And everybody called me crazy, including my mama and daddy. <laughs> I ain't asking for nothing, though, because God sustained me. God took care of me because if it's God's will, what it is, is God's bill. If it's God's vision, he'll give you the provision. God will provide everything you need when you walk in his obedience. He gave me double of everything, but why was I able to hear God? Because I was in my word, and when I was in my word, you can hear God more. The more you read your word, the more you pray, the more you fast, the more you spend time with your word, the easier it is to hear what God is saying, even when it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense for me to take a whole year off, and i only been working three years. I didn't have that much money accumulated to walk in some retirement, but I heard what God said. It made absolutely no sense, but God got me through seminary right on time, even though I was going part-time for two years. That third year, I did so many hours at one time, I got finished with my master's. It was 90 hours back then. See, see some of y'all get it out the easy way, because it's six hours, so some of y'all don't understand what I went through. But, and them classes were two hours and three hours. Some of them classes were one-hour credits. Oh, they, they, they made sure you was in there at least three years like Jesus was on earth. That's what they, that's, they don't know, that's their whole rationale. You should take three years to get this master's. But what I'm saying is God blessed me because I was obedient. And some of us trying to have all these good ideas 
and we losing our money trying to do exactly what the world telling us to do because it's not God's wisdom. And when you use God's wisdom, man, that'll be any 401k. I gave $400 and I got a whole nother 4,000 from my 401k, a whole nother 3,000 from the annuity, a whole nother $1,000 rebate for a computer, which really made me pay nothing for the computer. You understand? It's quiet, because y'all want this. Or I'm boring you, but I don't care. Either way, that's what you need to hear. <laughs> because God want to bless you. I was able to recognize his voice because I spent time with him. Right? If, if Reverend Walden called me trying to prank me on the phone, don't try it though. Don't be doing no never time. And he tried to prank me on the phone. I talked to him too much. No matter how much he disguised it, I'm like, man, who this? Jay? Now, if somebody ain't talked to you, call me. You might get me because I don't know your voice. But when God calls on you, you should know his voice because you read the word of God so much. And when he tells you to do something that makes no sense at all. Made no sense at all for me to start a real estate company in the pandemic, but it's still kicking. It made no sense to do it right then at that time. But real estate had the biggest boom in 2020 than any time in our nation's history. But nobody knew it but God. Everybody was calling me stupid and crazy on Facebook, on Twitter. Anytime I posted with my little gloves on and my, and my almost my hazmat suit when it first came out. But God has given Maxwell Ridge a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it around and run it over. Why? Because I listened to God and not you. In fact, I listened to God and not even me. I was like mad at God. God, what are you talking about? I've been waiting eight years to open this bag on Rizzo. You telling me to open it in a pandemic? Don't make sense. But it seems stupid. But the wisdom of God surpasses everything. Because God's wisdom already see it coming. Oh, y'all don't hear me. It didn't make no sense for Nike to pick Michael Jordan because they said they only wanted to pick seven foot people. He was too short. He was 6'6", six, six, too short, that's crazy. He too short, they need Patchy Ewan, oh, Converse, don't want to give them nothing. And now Nike own Converse because they took a chance on Michael Jordan. It made no sense at the time, but when you look back, that's wisdom. Nobody knew he was gonna be the greatest. Nobody knew that. Nobody could just say he won number one. He was number three pick. That's good. But nobody thought he could do that because sinners were the one running the game. But God would give you wisdom to make moves nobody else made before. Will you listen to God or will you listen to yourself? I know people with degrees and PhDs that's not doing good as some people that don't even have a high school diploma that read their word and had the wisdom from God and started their own business and run a successful business right now because your degree means nothing but to make sure that we study ourselves approved to this world. 
Somebody cannot have a PhD or a doctor degree in education. Probably could teach circles around me, even though I have my doctorate in education. Your degree means something because you need to get it, and that piece of paper makes it seem as though you're more qualified. But God has already gifted you. Before you was in your mother's womb, He already knew you. Your education gives you qualification for the world, but God has already ordained you to be a prophet. He already ordained you to be a teacher. He already ordained you to be a lawyer. It's already in you with without the education. You need the education so you can have that piece of paper to get the job. But at the end of the day, God has already gifted you with his wisdom. Oh, I hate that sometimes when God get me to talk about education against it, even though that's what I am, an educator, so I believe in education. But you know what I believe? You see, Paul was the most educated apostle. Paul had the most degrees. Paul had the most certification, but he said, I still know a more excellent way, the wisdom of God. No matter how smart or how degreed you are, you can't nothing beat your prayer life. Let me hurry up and get out of here. You got to remember, God gave wisdom to so many people. It made no sense. Joseph heard the dream. He said, hold on, hold on. The dream means, hey, we're going to have a famine in seven years. Save more than you eat. Fat folk went crazy. <laughs> Look, don't, don't, don't save Save more, because it's going to be seven good years, but it's going to be seven bad years. Save this up. It didn't seem like it made sense, but seven years later, it did. Because of godly wisdom. Whoo. Wisdom is the key ingredient to financial success. It illuminates the path of God's abundance, but it must be sought with intensity. If we continually employ wisdom in our lives, we will not only obtain wealth, but we will also have the ability to retain it. It does no good to get out of debt and then find ourselves back in the same hole a few months later. Wisdom is a powerful tool designed to help us live the abundant life Jesus promised in John 10, 10, but it's up to us to employ it on a daily basis. We must make a quality decision to become what God desires us to become through the anointing of wisdom. This is what I need you to walk away with today, and I'm going to go over this application. Hopefully y'all got the handout. Did everybody get a handout when they came in? All right, look here. I need you to begin to meditate on these scriptures. If, you, if you're not a part of our ministry, email us at info at willamaxwell.org or secretary at newbeesgrove.org. Email us there, and we'll make sure that we give you these life application scriptures and sayings. It's a mixture of scriptures and declarations that I need you to get your heart. Can I tell you something? You know who you need to be in agreement more with anybody else about positive change in your life? You, no matter where you go, no matter where you go, there you are. You run down the street, you run from yourself, you crazy, you caught up. <laughs> no matter where you go, there you are. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm going to tell you something. God gave me a word, and this was before uh, most, most of um, some of the People not there. I don't think Miss Bell, she wasn't on, on, on the board then. And I remember when I said I wanted us to start doing it, was, it was about whew, 
nine years ago, maybe 10, I don't know, it was long, about for early in my tenure, I said, hey, uh, maybe, maybe been eight years, I don't know, it was a long time ago, we was at the other building. And I said, hey, we need to do electronic giving. And so many people were going against it, but I knew the wisdom of God was telling me we need to do this. We need to do this electronic giving. Yeah, but it take, it take 1%. So what? If we get people on automatically, we're going to be all right. The more people we have electronically, even when people get mad, they'll give because it's already set up. Let's do this. Nobody wants to say, I, I do it out of my own pocket. I remember Deacon Smith said, hey, no, I passed him paper. I said, no, I'm going to pay for it because I needed it to happen. I, I got skin in the game because if you just want to write a check, you just write a check. Anybody want But too many young folk here. They, 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 they ain't bringing their wallet. I, I was young then. Like, I and I, yeah, I'm still kind of young now. Shut up. <laughs> I don't carry my wallet. I carry my phone. I got, I got cars on me, but I don't carry cash. I don't, I don't walk around with a checkbook. In fact, Donnell used to get so mad. He was a bookkeeper at the time. He used to get so mad because he'd be mad because I'm like, oh, man, I'll bring my check on Monday. I'm like, dude, is it that stressful? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, let me go home and get my check because I forget. I got a priest. So I ain't thinking about a checkbook. So we began to give it electronically. But it didn't seem like that much wisdom because 1% was leaving. But lo and behold, the pandemic came. Ooh, Jesus. Some of the same folk that call me crazy. Man, I'm glad we agreed to do all this. <laughs> because the wisdom of God is always going to manifest itself. It may not manifest it right away. It took seven whole years before people say, oh, yeah, that makes sense, Pastor. But God had already given me the word of wisdom. And what you have to, worry, what you have to do is this. When God gives you a word of wisdom and it's for your life, or something you leading, you got to stand on it with boldness. Because when you stand on it, that's the only way it'll manifest. If you cower down and you don't walk in the anointing of boldness that God gives you, you will never see the fruits that God wants you to see. Now look at this life application. One way to begin to change your thinking is, of course, to line up with the Word of God. I need you to read these scriptures. Um, I think we got it for the LED screen. This is decorations for finances and debt cancellations. Psalm 35, 27, it says, I'm just going to read down through all this stuff. It says, God delights in the prosperity of his servants. Therefore, as his servant, I declare that I am out of debt, my needs are met, and I have plenty more to put in store. Do y'all believe that? Boy, I, I ain't, I look, I, I, you know I'm confident today. I ain't trying to hoop and holler. I'm just want y'all to hear this. I know I no longer operate by the world system of debt cancellation, but by God's system of seed time and harvest. When I give financially, I reap an immediate hundredfold return on whatever I give. As I give, it is given unto me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, do men give unto my bosom. Do you believe that? I'm a cheerful giver, and I sow under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Do you believe that? I meditate on God's word daily. As a result, I boldly and courageously follow the Lord. I hear God's voice clearly and operate in his wisdom and anointing. Do you believe that? Yes. You sure? Yes. All right, then. Says 
Proverbs 4.23 says, Out of the heart flow the issues of life, therefore I refuse to allow anything to come before my eyes, in my ears, or out of my mouth that does not line up with the word of God. Now, I got to read that again. In my ears. <laughs> I'll just keep it at 100. Or out of my mouth that does not line up with the word of God. I purpose to guard my heart diligently by bringing every thought, action, or desire into submission to the word. Do you believe that? Yes. Believe it for me too. Say it one more time. You believe that? Yes. Thank you. Help your pastor. God delights in my prosperity. He gives me power to get wealth so that he may establish his covenant upon the earth. God has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness, and I am well able to possess all that God has provided for me. God is my only source. I put trust in him, not in man. My God makes all grace abound toward me in every favor and earthly blessing so that I have sufficiency for all things and abound to every good work. I renew my mind to the truth about God's desire to financially prosper me. The Lord is my shepherd. I do not want. He came so that I may have life and I have it more abundantly. The spirit of truth abides in me and it teaches me all things and he guides me into all truth. Therefore I confess that I have perfect knowledge by of every situation and every circumstance that I come up against for I have the wisdom of God now. I trust in the Lord with all my heart and I lean not into my own understanding. In all my ways I acknowledge him and he directs my path. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. I do follow the good shepherd and I know his voice and the voices of a stranger I will not follow. I confess that I have the wisdom of God. I'm filled with the knowledge of the Lord. With all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Can I talk to you for a minute? I need you to understand. I need you to decree and declare that God want to bless you. That God wants to favor you. That God wants to increase you. That God wants to give you the blessing and not bless you only. He want to make you a blessing. He want to give you a blessing and keep piling it up and keep piling it up and press it down and keep piling up and even when he press it down he piles some more up until it run over my God is a blessing God I see it 2023 is the year of overflow it's the year of overflow I don't care what other churches are saying I don't care what other prophets may be saying, but I know if you ain't covered it with New Beach Grove, the year of 2023 is the year of overflow. Do you believe it? Do you receive it? Will you walk in it? Walk in it. Receive it. I see it. Worry about stuff. The commercial kitchen coming. The ACs will be straight. The parking lot will be fixed. God is going to fix your pockets. God is going to fix your job. God is going to fix your name. God is going to fix your favor. God is going to bless your business. God is going to bless your idea. God is going to bless your life. God is going to bless your mind. God is going to bless your body. God is going to bless your health. You're going to walk in it. And you're going to receive it when he said that he wishes 
above all things that you be prosperous and in good health. I believe the devil tried to trick me and make me get all down. Try, oh, y'all don't hear me. Oh, Sunday the bubble. Can I talk to you for a minute? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna walk it out. I'm gonna walk it out. I'm gonna limp it out, whatever I'm gonna do. But I need, I, need, I, need, I need to show the devil that my healing is coming. I need to show the devil that your healing is coming. The devil can't slow you down. And even when he do slow you down, God might have wanted me to slow down. God may have wanted me to sit down. Whatever happens to me, all things happen for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. Yeah. God gonna bless you. Do you receive your blessing? Do you receive your blessing? Look here. I ain't gonna say nothing to nobody. But when folks start writing on my wall because I'm talking about prosperity, you throw a scripture at them. I ain't saying nothing. Get your practice. Don't cuss them out. Just throw a scripture at them. A prosperity scripture. And if you see somebody already put that scripture up, throw another one at them. You got a few on here right now, but it's a whole bunch more. And we're going to go through this Bible, this series, and we're going to learn that God wants to give us a good measure of blessing, press down, shaking together, and running over. We're going to learn that God wants to make us a blessing. We're going to learn that God wants you to be a millionaire. We're going to learn that God wants to make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. You're going to walk in this confidence. You're not just going to say it. You're going to walk in your green passion. You're going to let him make you lay down. I got to get it in you. I can feel 8 o'clock. You got some new folk. I'm for real. I feel, I feel I'm almost preaching like 11 o'clock. Y'all folk that already believe in wealth, I need y'all to start speaking it in here. Let these new folk know that they're supposed to walk in wealth. Y'all better understand it because see, see, 11 o'clock, I can feel it. They they new and they young and they pull on me, but some of y'all pull on me at 8 o'clock and they never got pulled before like this. Not talking about wealth. Because a lot of folk in here rich, they just may be a little stingy, but they rich. <laughs> Let the trustees say amen. <laughs> God wants to bless you in 2023. He wanted to bless you in 2022 and 2021 and 2020 and 1995. But I believe you're going to get this wisdom because your pastor is going to walk in the confidence and teaches you and not care who say what. If you broke, don't get mad. Get busy reading this and studying this and listening to this. And if it don't work, if it don't work in 90 days, write on my wall, do what you want. But if you live by the principles that we're going to lay out in this series, God is going to bless you tremendously. I'm telling you, it works. $400 turn into, I don't know, 300 times more than what I had because I did what God told me to do. Didn't make no sense to get my last $400. Didn't make any sense. I had a house note. I want y'all to know this because some of y'all thought I would live with my mom or something. I had a house note. <clears throat> I had a car note. I had bills. Electric bills, taxes, insurance. I only had worked three years 
And God told me to take that year off, the next year off, to go to seminary full time. And he sustained me for a whole year. I remember one time when I was out there, because when I first started, I, went, I was walking in it, but I wasn't walking in as much faith as I should have. And man, I remember I was walking in them same shoes, and I had a hole in my shoe. And some homeless man came asking me for money, and I was like, Negro, I'm about one step away from you. Leave me alone. <laughs> Want to see the bottom of my shoe? <laughs> and God said, why are you walking in lack? You need some shoes? Go buy some shoes. The same way I gave manna from on high, to the people of God leaving Egypt, I give it to you. You know, I ain't go buy no expensive shoes. You know, I ain't get no Deacon Easley shoes. I, I went in. I just went and got some regular shoes, some nice shoes, but 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 God provided for me. And when I bought the shoes, somebody said, Hey man, God told me to give you this hundred dollars. Because God was providing, because I was walking by faith and not by sight. And I was doing what he told me to do walking the way he wanted me to walk. And I'm believing that this series is going to unlock some things in you. And I apologize. I'm going to go ahead and repent right here, right now. I didn't preach boldly with that. I didn't preach y'all about money before and y'all didn't got blessed, but I don't think I preached it when I just don't care what people say, period. Because I've always been like, oh, just ask for the money. Oh, Lord. No, I don't care no more. Because I know that the reason why I'm blessed is because I live by these principles. <clears throat> Maybe I need to start closing with the other mic. I'm losing my voice with this. I be wanting to hear myself. We need to some ear mics or something because, you know, you be wanting to hear yourself. Right? I believe God is going to bless you with overflow in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare it right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Is there one that wants to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? 